You're listening to The Sick Room Show, episode number 165. In this episode, I talk about the fear of failing and what you can do to fly. Welcome to The Sick Room Show. I'm your host, Sick Room, creator of Samba, the MBA program for online entrepreneurs. With each episode, I'll share with you inspiring case studies and interviews to help you achieve your dreams and turn your passion into profits. Thank you for spending time with me today. Building an online business takes time. I share with you proven strategies to help you get there faster. You'll also learn how to master your mindset, up-level your marketing, and succeed with masterminds. On today's episode, I talk about fear and how fear is holding so many back from living their full potential. And what if you can fly instead. If you are ready to create your lifestyle business from your passion, go to sigrun.com forward slash 165 and get access to the seven stages of a profitable online business. One of my favorite quotes is, what if I fall? Oh, but my darling, what if you fly? What many don't know is this quote is from a poem by Aaron Hansen. So here's how the poem sounds. There is freedom waiting for you on the breezes of the sky. And you ask, what if I fall? Oh, but my darling, what if you fly? The poem is written by an Australian poet, a young woman, only 23 years old, named Erin Hansen. And it is such a good reminder of the feelings that go through the mind of an entrepreneur. So many of my clients tell me that they're worried, that they have fear, that they have fear of failure. Now, the thing with fear is every time we do something out of our comfort zone, we feel the fear. It is a protection mechanism that we have inbuilt in our body. And it made absolute sense some thousands of years ago when there was real danger. But now this fear this negative voice or the lizard brain, you can call it the voice in your head that tries to keep you within the limits of your comfort zone is reacting to any kind of change. There is no danger, but you feel the fear anyway. Now, what if you could think about fear differently? What if you knew that every time you push through that fear, your comfort zone grows? And every time your comfort zone grows, you build your self-confidence. And as you know, in order to achieve anything in life, we need confidence. And as entrepreneurs, we need lots of it. We need to stand in front of our potential client, confident in our program, confident in our pricing, 
confident in ourselves that we can actually deliver and give value to our clients. But confidence doesn't come from thin air. It comes from taking action. It comes from pushing through the fear. In one of my first, very first videos on as an entrepreneur, I describe this comfort zone and I draw up an ugly little lizard. And it's such a good reminder for you that when this negative voice starts to speak to you, think of an ugly little lizard. It's the same uh, phrase that Seth Gotten uses, the lizard brain. And the lizard brain doesn't actually have much of a function today. I'm not saying it doesn't have any function, but not compared to 2000 years ago. There is no real danger. So the lizard brain has taken up the role of keeping you doing what you do, not doing anything new, not trying to get out of your comfort zone, not making that phone call where you potentially get a new job, not reaching out to a known person for a potential podcast interview. The lizard brain wants to keep you in your tracks. Nothing new, just stick to the habits, talk to the same people day in and day out. But you know what happens when you do that? You stay in your tracks and you keep surrounding yourself with the same people year after year after year. There is no progress. And entrepreneurs want progress. We want to grow. Uh, we know that being an entrepreneur is the biggest personal development journey you'll ever go on. So being an entrepreneur, you've kind of signed up for this huge personal development program, whether you like it or not. And it's all about growth. And that's not just growing your business, growing as a human being, becoming ultimate version of yourself, the best version you can possibly be. But the lizard brain doesn't particularly like that. The lizard brain would like to keep you down. But here's a practice for you. I want you to practice this for a week. You put an alarm on your phone let's say three to five times during the day at a random occasion where you are expected to be in the middle of something. Maybe not a client call or a mastermind session, but you know, maybe you're in the middle of writing an email or doing something on your website, or maybe you're outside for a walk or a run and the alarm goes off. And in that moment, you write down what the lizard brain is saying to you. And I'm sorry to say, you will figure out that this creature that is hiding inside of your head says some really mean things to you. And when you put it down on a piece of paper, you realize, oh my God, I am listening to this and I am allowing this creature to keep me down and from not moving forward. On a day-to-day -day basis, we barely notice this negative voice. It's still there and it's talking to us all the time. Yes, and even despite all my practice doing these and other exercises, the lizard brain is still there. It constantly tries to keep me back. But by doing this exercise, I did this exercise the first time, I think, 10 years ago. 
and it revealed a very, very, very negative demon inside of my head. A creature that was not allowing me to go after my dreams. And I realized that I had been giving too much into this creature. I had still done many things in my life already 10 years ago, but maybe not as much as I really, really wanted to do. By writing all these negative comments, yeah, I would say it's, it's like the comment section on a trash website. That's your lizard brain. And by writing this down day by day for a whole week, commit to this exercise for a week, you will realize what a load of crap that all is. If there is any time a real danger out there, you know when to listen to the lizard brain. And there have been moments where I felt now it's time to do something and listen to this creature, but it has been 0.1% of the time that it is actually talking to you. What you'll realize from this exercise is that you shouldn't listen. The voice doesn't go away, but what will happen when you listen less is just like when you somebody is mean to you or maybe you've been bullied at some time in your life, is when you ignore a person who's trying to tease you or bully you or there is these negative posts, uh, you know, and, and, and somebody is trying actually to have you reply to them, you're just feeding the beast. You're feeding the people that want your attention. But by not giving the lizard brain the attention that it so much craves, you have already taken the first big step in making progress and getting out of your comfort zone. The next task for you is to do something that you know is outside your comfort zone. So if you're already comfortable with Facebook Live, let's say, then that is not a step out of your comfort zone, obviously. But what if reaching out to some person that you always want to interview or you want to be interviewed by them or you want someone to really join your program but they haven't signed up and you've been scared of reaching out to them, that's the task to pick. Ideally, you pick one task like that per day. And I'll tell you, most of these tasks take you about 5 to 15 minutes max. Getting out of your comfort zone are typically not tasks that require a lot of time. Maybe they require some energy because you have to, you know, get into action, motivate yourself, uh, shut down the lizard brain, pick up the phone, write that email, whatever you need to do. But they don't require a lot of time. One of the most, let's say, the biggest things that I've done to get out of that comfort zone, to shut down that lizard brain, was when I made a phone call. Yeah, it was just a simple phone call. I, it was probably not more than a 10 or 15 minute phone call. In my memory, it's even less. And it's 2003, November or December. And I wanted to be a CEO for the first time. I had no business education, no experience running a business, but my gut told me that this was an opportunity of a lifetime. I was already a project manager in the company. I had all the contacts to all the clients. 
I knew everything about the business and the CEO was about to leave and the company had new owners and they did not have a particular person in mind for the job yet. And I thought to myself, if I don't act today, I will miss out on an opportunity of a lifetime. If I get a no, then I get a no. But not acting on this opportunity, I knew it was now or never. It was very scary. The lizard brain thought I was absolutely ridiculous. I was crazy. I would never get this job. I had no experience and no education. Why would someone hire me? I picked up the phone. I called uh, the new owners of the company. And to make a long story short, I got the job. Now, what did it take? It took 10 minutes of my time to make that phone call. Took a lot of energy, but very little time. What if you did a task like that once a day? It can be also in your personal life. It doesn't always have to be business because I think this is a mixture of both. When I was a Dale Carnegie trainer, we focused very much on getting people out of their comfort zone in their personal lives because we knew if you do that in your personal life, it will impact your business. We are not two people in one body. We are one person. And if you grow as a person, you grow ultimately with your business as well. Let's come back to this fear that entrepreneurs feel when they kind of want to do something, but they're worried. This is a topic that often comes up on the hot seats in my Samba program. And we also had it at my Sigrun Life event. I remember distinctly there was a person sitting on the hot seat, on a literal hot seat in that case, talking about the fear of launching. And it could have been anything. It was just a fear that she felt. And I told her, you're going to have a launch that fails. The question is, is it going to be this one or the next one? And she was surprised by my answer that she would have a launch that would fail. And if you anticipate that, then what is there to worry about? Every entrepreneur fails at some point. I don't know a single entrepreneur that has just had success. My first launch failed. I was able to turn it around, but you know, from what I wanted to do, it was a failure. I was able to turn it into a success in the end, but that is also part of entrepreneurship. There is always failures and mistakes. Sometimes we can turn it around within a certain time frame. Sometimes we need to lean back and figure out why, why it went wrong and what is the learning for us so that next time we can do it better. Everything in entrepreneurship is about this mix of failure and success. There is no success without failure. And if you fail often enough, there is ultimately success. I also don't know entrepreneurs that just have failure after failure after failure. If you know anyone like that, then they probably do not have the right support system in place. Because when I work with my clients and something doesn't go the way they want to, we analyze it. We review what they did what went well, what could I work better? And next time, 
it is a success. A part of it is surrounding yourself with the right people. But failure is ultimately a part of entrepreneurship. So having fear of failure, then you're holding yourself back as an entrepreneur and as a person. And I don't want that for you. And I know you don't want that either. So the next time you feel that fear, maybe it's the lizard brain brain speaking to you and you are worried about taking the next steps because you have the fear of failure. Remember, failure is inevitable. Maybe it's going to happen this time or the next time. But it's a part of entrepreneurship. And the moment we decide to become an entrepreneur, we are accepting failure. The quote has helped me so much. And I hope it helps you too. What if I fall? Oh, my darling. What if you fly? Only if you take action and actually do what you're afraid to do, that's when you can fly. Ready to create a lifestyle business from your passion? Get free access to the seven stages of a profitable online business by going to signal.com forward slash 165. There you also find the show notes of this episode. Thank you for listening to The Sigrun Show. Did you enjoy this episode? If you did, please share, subscribe, and give the show a review on iTunes. See you in the next episode.